Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People sharing ways to improve your life. And Jonah, today our special guest is fellow Rotarian Larry Luxemburg, and we're going to be chatting about his adventures on the Appalachian Trail and a little bit about his great book, Walking the Appalachian Trail, as well as you are the president of the Appalachian Trail Museum, Larry. Is that right? That, that's right, Sarah. And welcome to Radio Rotary. Well, thank you. Larry, it's a great pleasure to have you. Um, tell people where the Appalachian Trail is located and how amazingly long it is. Well, the, the Appalachian Trail is over 2,000 miles, and it runs from Georgia to Maine. In, in this area, it's actually pretty close. It goes across the Bear Mountain Bridge. It's in Harriman Park and goes through uh, Dutchess County as well. And, and, have, and parts of, isn't yeah. it in Massachusetts, parts of Massachusetts? Uh, it, it goes through New England, Connecticut, it, Massachusetts, Vermont, New England, and ends in Maine. Well, the reason why I'm calling attention to right. that, because I live in the northwest corner of Connecticut, and I know there's spot, you know, spots throughout Dutchess, but Connecticut. Connecticut and parts of southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, that people have accessed the trail. That, that's right. And the, the trail goes through lots of population centers. It's close to uh, two-thirds of the American population. All right. And uh, some you can actually walk from Georgia, you said, right up to Maine? Uh, people do it every year. It, it takes people about four to six months to do the whole trail, but one person's actually done it in under two months. Oh, all right. So they can't Is that out a there? recent development? Uh, just a few years ago, uh, yes, yeah. a, a woman, Jennifer Far Davis, uh, did the trail, I think, in about 46 days. Wow. That must be walking from from sunrise how, to sunset. So how do you how you must have to average like how many miles? Uh, Twenty five. I mean, some ridiculous many miles per day. Well, to, to set the record, yes, you're, you're walking about 50 miles a day. A typical person would walk more in the order of 14 or 15 a day. I'd have to be carried. <laughs> well, that's one way the trail hasn't been done. Right. And uh, have you yourself walked the entire trail? I, I walked the, the whole trail in 1980 when I was a lot younger. Uh-huh. And, and what, how what, long did it, I, I got to find out. How long did it take you, Larry? It, it took me a little under five months. I wasn't going for the record. I was glad to be right. able to do the whole thing. And what possessed you to take that on? A personal challenge, inspiration by somebody or an event? It, w it was the personal challenge, and, and I wanted to be outdoors, but I, I found what, what kept me going with the community of hikers and the community of people along the trail. So I think that that's what people uh, end up taking away from the trail. Mm -hmm. And you've mm -hmm. taken away a, a beautiful book, Walking the Appalachian Trail, by Larry Luxenberg. It is available on Stackpole Books. That's S-T-A-C-K-P-O-L-E books and stackpolebooks.com. And uh, Larry, what inspired you uh, to write this book? And, and what's the book about? I mean, it's not just a, a how-to guide or maps of the trail. It's, it's stories about what's ha what happened to people on the trail, right? I, I interviewed 200 hikers and, okay. and told their stories and, and gave quite a few interesting experiences about what people encounter along the trail. And when I was hiking the trail, I found it was very hard to explain to other people how uh, difficult and important an experience it was for hikers. And I wanted to have something that they could show their friends and relatives and, and help explain the trail experience. And there are some absolutely stunningly beautiful photographs in the book uh, taken by Mike Warren. Um, 
book is Walking the Appalachian Trail. And who is Mike Warren? Obviously another hiker. Is he somebody you met along the way or did this collaboration happen after you had done the trail? Uh, I actually became friends with with Mike the year after uh, I did the trail, and I met him not far from here uh, on on a hike uh, Breakneck Ridge. Mm -hmm. And were you a hiker before? I was a day hiker before I I hiked the Appalachian Trail, but I'd never backpacked before, so this was quite a departure for me. Yes, because you have to carry your supplies, basically. So how big, how much does your, your, your backpack weigh? Uh, I, I wasn't a very efficient backpacker, so I carried a 40 or 50 pound pack. <gasps> N- nowadays, uh, a lot of people are smarter about it, and, mm-hmm. and they they go much more lightweight. Uh-huh. So, well, Larry, wow. as you know, there's an old saying. I mean, I, I took a bunch of Boy Scouts to Philmont Scout Ranch, which is also a gorgeous area to hike. And the the rule is. What weighs an ounce in the morning will end up weighing a pound in the, in the evening when you're really tired. It feels like a pound. So uh, certainly you want to pack light if you go on the Appalachian Trail. But even day hikers who just want to bring a couple of candy bars and a good supply of water can enjoy these beautiful sights. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, a- absolutely. And most of the people who use the Appalachian Trail are out for a day or even less. And and even getting out on the trail for a short time is, is a really great experience. And who maintains the trail? Is it the federal government or just localities? It, it's actually a complicated organization, but uh, 6,000 volunteers put in a couple hundred thousand hours wow. of volunteer time each year, and there are 31 local uh, uh, trail-maintaining cl- clubs that maintain parts of the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, here in Dutchess County, there's the Ralph Peaks Hiker Club that maintains uh, a stretch of the trail. So do you camp? You're camping along the way. Or do, you, or do you go into town? Do you hike in and out of towns as you I mean, how do you plot your your thing? Or do you do a combination of both? Where well, do you sleep, Larry? My, my <laughs> That's an awfully personal question, Miss O'Connell. Uh, m- m- most of the people spend most of their time hiking the trail in the woods. There are over 200 three-sided uh, open-front shelters along the trail. Most people also carry a, a tent or a tarp or, or some kind of covering. And every week or so, they go into town and resupply. And and if you were to go out on a weekend and, and hike the trail just to see the sights, not perhaps going the full length as, as you have done, uh, do you see a lot of people or is it kind of uh, empty and remote and it's just you communing with nature? It, it it all depends. There are parts of the trail that are very crowded. Here, the the trail runs through Bear Mountain, and three million people a year go to to Bear Mountain. So that that can be quite crowded. But other parts of Harriman Park are are much more remote. And depending on the time of day and the year, you can you can be by yourself on the trail. Well, if now you want. when you're talking about remoteness and maybe being alone on the trail, is security a, a concern on the Appalachian Trail at different points? Did you find that when you were a hiker? Most people find that when they're deep in the woods or high in the mountains, it's 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 fairly safe. It's when you interact with with people coming into a town along a highway crossing that there's a little bit of a danger. But by and large, the trail is much more safe than the rest of the the, the rest of the country. Rotarian Larry Luxenberg, uh, author of Walking the Appalachian Trail, available on Stackpole Books and at stackpolebooks.com. Um, what Rotary Club are you a member of? I'm uh, a member of the New City Rotary Club. And where and when do you meet? Well, we, we meet on uh, Mondays at 12.15 at La Terraza Restaurant in New City. And Miss Sarah wants to know? How's the food, Larry? 
really good. It's, <laughs> it's, it's great Italian food. Oh, and, and, good. and you can walk it off on the Appalachian Trail, right? You absolutely could. <laughs> yes, because you, you have to consume a lot of calories um, just to keep your strength up when you're doing something like that. Now, I, my, the, I, I don't know that much about the Appalachian Trail, but one trivia that quest, or statement I believe is correct, Larry, is that you start down in, where does it begin again, in Georgia? Well, there's actually no start. They consider that there are two ends of the trail in in Georgia and Maine. Okay. But but most people who are going to do the whole trail in a single season do start in Georgia. Okay. So you go to Georgia and you get somewhere up to New Hampshire and there's a sign somewhere that says you've completed 80% of the trail, but or you, know, you have 20% left to go of the trail. However, it's going to take 80% of your effort to finish it. I think At the end of it, or the higher parts through New Hampshire and Maine are the most difficult parts. New Hampshire and Maine are, are high and rugged, but I think most people who start in Georgia, by that time, they're in really good shape, and, and they don't find it overwhelming. Mm-hmm. What got you interested in hiking, Larry? I've always been interested in the outdoors. I was never a big hiker, but what appealed to me about the Appalachian Trail was uh, initially was the challenge of, mm-hmm. of undertaking the whole thing. And, you know, we're going to find out more about uh, our guest, Larry Luxenberg, and his hiking of the Appalachian Trail and his beautiful book, Walking the Appalachian Trail, available on Stackpole Books in just a moment. But first, let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary, on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at RadioRotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebowasser. My co-host is the incredibly fit Sarah O'Connell. She's ready for that Appalachian Trail. Our very special guest, Rotarian Larry Luxembourg. And Sarah... Who keeps us walking by sponsoring Radio Rotary this week? Well, this week, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of East Fishkill, Highland Hyde Park, Kinderhook Tri-Village, Millbrook Nanuet, Newburgh, and New Paltz. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. In 1985, while polio was paralyzing 1,000 children a day, Rotary International committed to a goal a goal of ending polio worldwide. Very soon now, after contributing nearly $600 million and immunizing over 2 billion children, the goal will be achieved. Eradicating polio worldwide. That is humanity in motion. That is Rotary. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, CPAPC, is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845 9295500 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano and Siegel, your essential partner in business. 
Hudson Valley Rotarians invite you to support Shelter Box USA as they provide disaster relief aid for the victims of the tornado that tore through Oklahoma City suburbs, destroying neighborhoods and schools. The Shelter Box disaster response teams are on site in Oklahoma assessing the needs and ensuring that your invaluable support gets to those who need it most. For more information and to donate, go to shelterboxusa.org. That's shelterboxusa.org. Listen, baby. Ain't no mountain high. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. Welcome back to this unusual edition of Radio Rotary. I'm joined by my co-host, Joyna Tree Wasser. Your unusual co-host. And he's unusual, and he's going to unusually train to hike the Appalachian Trail, is a rumor I've heard about the radio studios. That's what's being bantered around, because he's been inspired by fellow Rotarian Larry Luxembourg, who has hiked the trail from Georgia to Maine and has lived to talk, not just talk to us about it. He has written a book called Walking the Appalachian Trail, and he is also the president of, oh, wait, it is available on Stackpole Books, www.stackpolebooks.com, and he is also the president of the Appalachian Trail Museum, which... And a member of the New City Rotary. Yes, he is. And what are we going to talk about the museum? Well, we're going to say, first of all, where is the museum located? The, the museum's in Pennsylvania, right at the halfway point of the Appalachian Trail. Oh, and, well, and was, that, was that a strategic uh, stake in the ground, so to speak, or was it just happened? It, it, w- it was a fortunate uh, confluence of events, but it's a great location for the museum. Oh, I'll say. And Larry, uh, what, what do you see when you visit the museum? First of all, what are the hours? Are they, is there an admission fee? Uh, There's no admission fee. It's just a donation. Uh, The the hours vary, and they're available on the website, uh, AppalachianTrailMuseum.org. Give that again, the uh, website. Uh, uh, ATMuseum.org. And folks at home, get a pencil and paper. We'll have Larry repeat that. So what what do you see when you go into the museum? You you see artifacts of of some of the early hikers and the founders of the trail. So uh, one one of the founders of the trail pushed a bicycle wheel to measure the, the, the trail so we have a, the, the bicycle wheel. Wow. Uh, a shelter that was built by the first person to hike the trail, Earl Schaefer. Mm-hmm. And we have artifacts from some of the very early hikers to do the trail. Now, Larry Luxembourg, uh, author of Walking the Appalachian Trail, available on Stackpole Books, fellow Rotarian. You know, you, you hear these stories about people who climb Mount Everest and, and the dangers of that, and uh, they, you know, they, they pass frozen bodies. Um, the Appalachian Trail is relatively safe. Would you agree? Uh, it's, it's very safe. Not, nothing is 100% safe, but the trail sure. is very, very safe. Yeah, I mean, we've I've taken Boy Scouts on the Appalachian Trail, not from Georgia up to Maine, but uh, you know we've always enjoyed ourselves. The the sites are beautiful, and those of you who buy the book Walking the Appalachian Trail by our guest Larry Luxembourg, and we're so fortunate that we have access to it yeah, in the Hudson Valley. They'll see some gorgeous pictures in it. So, I understand that the birds and the wildlife and all that type of stuff it it, it, it becomes um, there's new importance to it for the hikers. I've never known anybody that's hiked hiked it for an extended period of time I'm talking more than Mm -hmm. perhaps a day hike um, that doesn't talk about some of the wildlife sightings Larry did you have any encounters with beasts from beyond did you see a bear that said remember only you can prevent forest fires (laughs) Well, when when you're immersed in the woods for an extended period of time you you definitely get more in tune with nature and, and more sensitive and you see beautiful sunrises 
and sunsets and things like that. I, I didn't have dramatic encounters with big animals, but I had lots of encounters with porcupines and raccoons and all sorts of animals. I, I, I did see bears and deer and, and all sorts of other things, too. Uh, you, you can't be in the woods for four or five months and not see lots of, uh, lots of, lots of critters. And your book uh, talks about some of the uh, unusual people that you've met. Uh, tell us about some of the folks you met on the trail that uh, stuck in your mind and ended up on the pages of Walking the Appalachian Trail by our guest fellow Rotarian Larry Luxenberg, available on Stackpole Books. One of the most unusual people, not somebody I met personally, but one of the very early hikers, and I've heard enough about her to, to feel that I almost met her, and I have met a lot of her family. Grandma Gatewood started the trail when she was 67 years old, walked in sneakers, uh, just had a, a denim sack that she carried, made herself, and carried it over her shoulder, and became the first woman to walk the trail alone and in a continuous direction back in the 50s. So she's a person who's captured the imagination of lots of hikers they they say if grandma gatewood could do the trail so right. can i <laughs> i mean how about some of the people that you yourself met that you've uh, highlighted in your book i've met a number of the people who've, who've done the trail extremely fast mm -hmm. uh it, the the trail's over two thousand miles so it, it does take four to six months for the average hiker right some have done it in in under two months one uh, david horton uh ran part of the trail and just went through an incredible physical stress to, to do the trail that fast. Very determined hiker. There are lots of people that have done the trail in unusual ways. Uh, a couple of sisters walked the trail barefoot. People have wow, walked that it must have hurt. <laughs> Um, they, they had to be careful where they stepped. Yeah. Um, lots of people have had various disabilities. A blind person has walked the trail. So people People are just very determined to, to hike the trail. We had a guest on our program, Jesse Saperstein, who also wrote a book, uh, and he's uh, autistic, and his book talks about his autism, and he also hiked the Appalachian Trails. One of the challenges he gave himself to uh, to uh, publicize his uh, his condition. And, well, it's uh, Asperger's that yeah. he has, so he's on the I'm autism sorry, yes. spectrum. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just, part of his book, let me just cross-promote right. here for a minute, um, is what it was like living with that prior to it being fully understood and diagnosed correctly. Right. And right. obviously he's a highly intelligent person because he's a graduate of Dartmouth University. Right. But throughout the, woven the, through his book is the spirit of creating challenges and no matter what your um, challenge, personal challenges are achieving the goals and so one of them was to walk the trail and that, and that is mentioned in his book as well Jeff, Jesse yeah. Saperstein uh, for our listeners that just joined right. us but we're talking with right now um, Larry Luxenberg who is a fellow Rotarian of the New City Club right here in the Hudson Valley um, and he is president of the Appalachian Trail Museum which is located in Pennsylvania Larry it's in Pine Grove Furnace State Park in Gardner's Pennsylvania about 45 Five minutes south of Harrisburg. Okay, and it is about the halfway point. It's it's right considered at, the halfway point, right at the geographic halfway point of the trail. Larry, let's say we have some listeners who said, "Gee, this sounds like a great time to go out on the Appalachian Trail, maybe for half a day, or maybe they say, you know what, I want to try doing what Larry Luxembourg did, go from the from Georgia right up to Maine." Um, what should people bring just for a day hike, or what should people be doing to train? to run to to walk or run the entire length well it's it's two different things right if if you want to come out for a day hike you, you don't need a whole lot if if you go out today i'd bring a rain jacket with you <laughs> um and and some food and water and and map uh, 
if if you want to train for for the whole thing, there's lots of information available, and there are plenty of people who've done the trail. So I I, I didn't do it when I I did the trail, but I would talk to some people who have done the trail recently. Some tricks of the trade, right. so to speak. And, and Absolutely. Do you have to be in like prime primo shape or? Uh, is is it just a good, th- nice thing to stroll and burn off some calories? If if you're out for a day, you can take your own pace and you don't have to be in great shape. And it depends on what stretch of the trail you're on. If you want to do the whole thing, it it's a long trip and you have time to work yourself into shape uh, as you go along. It's, it's, of course, best to be in as good a shape as you can when you start. Now, Rotarian Larry Luxenberg, uh, author of Walking the Appalachian Trail, available on Stackpole Books. Uh, you said you walked the entire trail in 1981, right? Uh, 1980. 1980, okay. Have you been tempted to go back and try it again? Um, I've, I've been tempted to go back, but uh, I hiked the trail before I was married and had three kids. So uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, bring the so kids along. So a couple of changes in life, yes. Yes. Are the kids fo- literally following in your footsteps by getting on the trail? Well, my, my kids are all hikers. Not, none of them have been tempted to do a long-distance hike yet. Right. Okay. Well, I have to tell you, I have a, a friend that I just met recently who has hiked the trail, and he did it. He's married now, and they waited till the kids were all out of the nest, and then he and his <laughs> wife, even though they hiked it together, which I thought was a cute story. It's something he wanted to do his whole life. So I don't think it's ever too late. It, well, pe- people have hiked the trail in their 70s and 80s, and they often do it at transition times, times. Mm-hmm. graduating it, college or retiring. And you, because you need that chunk of time, like you said, the average hike to do the whole trail in its entirety is four to six months yeah so you need to have the time set aside larry you're a member of the new city rotary club what inspired you to become a rotarian um, at, at this point in my life, I, I wanted to, to be mo- more involved in the community and do service. Uh, it's something I hadn't done earlier in life. Right. And if you at home want to meet great people like Larry Luxembourg and other Rotarians, go to rotary.org, R-O-T-A-R-Y.org, click on the club locator button, type in your hometown, find out where your local Rotary Club meets, join us for the food, the fellowship, and the service. And you get to meet great people like Larry Luxembourg, who is the uh, author of uh, Hiking the Appalachian Trail, available from Stackpole Books. Uh, Larry, in the minute we have left, uh, inspire some people. If they're saying, well, gee, you know, I, I've got a couple extra pounds on me and, and you know, I'm getting up there in years. I, I don't know if I want to try this. Uh, inspire them. Tell them just how beautiful that Appalachian Trail is. Well, the, the, there's tremendous scenery, and, and you meet wonderful people along the, the trail, and there are places that anybody can go. On top of Bear Mountain, they have a wheelchair-accessible stretch of the AT that you, takes you out to a beautiful viewpoint. Uh, just in, in general, the, the community, the Appalachian Trail, the people who hike and the people who maintain it and live in the communities along the trail, it's just a wonderful community of people. They volunteer, and they, they have uh, just the great interest in, in helping other people. Larry Luxembourg, author of Walking the Appalachian Trail, available on Stackpole Books. Thank you for sharing the beauty of the Appalachian Trail with us, and thank you for joining us on Radio Rotary. Well, thanks for having me today. It's our pleasure. And tell us, Sarah O'Connell, who do we have to thank for bringing us Radio Rotary this week? Well, this week, Jonah, Radio Rotary has been sponsored by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Patterson, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie Arlington, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, and Wallkill East. For the entire award-winning Radio Rotary team, our producer, Betty Renner, our engineer, Jay Verzi, 
and my co-host Sarah O'Connell. This is Jonah Trebowasser thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget, look at our website, RadioRotary.org.